Welcome to a game of two halves, a sports show from the Straits Times that's currently asking, what is up with the Liverpool away kit? I'm Jonathan Roberts and I'm joined by SD Sports correspondents David Lee and Cezali Abdulaziz. Hello guys. Hello. Okay, today we're going to be talking EPL and a little bit of the football at the Asian Games, seeing there's so many upsets there. But before we get into that, uh, those of you who listen to the podcast uh, came out last week, Cezali, you're slightly clairvoyant. You were saying that Marino had lost the plot. I only respond to the Oracle or the Clairvoyant now. So, yes, it was upset, but I, I think, you know, some people might have seen it coming. Like, you know, I pointed to last season's uh, defeat, Menu lost there as well. Mm. Um, but it was really a perfect storm, lah, you know, for it to happen. Okay, we'll get into that a bit later. But first, your best matches. David, what was the best match over the weekend for you? For me, it's the early game. Chelsea beating Arsenal 3-2. It could have been double the amount of goals. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it could have been it could have been six four. Yes, I play the fantasy Premier League. If I album my my team, I would be super upset. He went scored a first half hat trick. Yep. So, but you know, he, he blazed two or three identical chances over the bar from like the penalty spots. For the neutral, it was a great game. But trouble in paradise for Arsenal. I don't think so. I mean, I, I saw a clip of Gary Neville uh, de defending uh, Unai Emery, and and I think he was spot on because you know some people have come out and said you know Unai Emery has got to solve. You know, be a bit more pragmatic in his approach. Again, never saying, you know, he's not trying to build a team to get eight points from five games and avoid relegation. He's trying to build a team with style that can win the Premier League in, in due time. Yeah, it's going to be a tough season. It's going to, you know, it's going to get harder before it gets easier. And let's not forget, they, they, they played two top teams uh, in the first two games. I mockingly said mighty, mighty uh, Brighton. Uh, turns out... They really were they mighty. Were yeah. Mighty against Man United, yeah. yeah. So, What's going wrong there? Menu players seemed a bit um, off, a lot off actually. Paul Pogba at one point literally passed the ball straight out. You know, they, they, they were so lackadaisical, you know, they lost the ball in dangerous positions, they, they didn't look hungry. Uh, and of course, like I mentioned, you know, Brighton, you know, you got 34-year-old striker Glenn Murray scoring a, a flick over yeah. one of the worst best goalkeepers. Yeah. Like Zidane, you know? Yeah, like you know, Zidane or Messi mm. would be proud of. So, um, all these things add together, but you know, I think if I was a Manchester United fan, uh, I would be really, really worried. I mean, until Pogba scored that penalty, the result looked even worse. And it should be, honestly, yeah. I think... I Deservedly think it, so. It, it glossed over, a bit, you know, it gave them a bit of uh, credibility to the scoreline, which they didn't deserve, because it really was a, you know, a, a poor game from, from Man United. Well, David, Pogba's been vocal about his disappointment in the team. Um, do you think he's going to stick around? Is he going to be looking for an early exit? His agent has been flogging him around pre-season. Barcelona looked a des uh, likely destination before the season started. If Pogba is unhappy, he will leave. And I think a lot of people gave uh, Ed Woodward some stick for not uh, reinforcing the defence in, in pre-season. But I think Mourinho should shoulder most of the responsibility. Look at the team, they are not a bad team. It's up to the manager to lift the morale, to cajole them into better performances. And now Mourinho doesn't even want to talk to the media about uh, to assess what went wrong. So there's an air of negativity around Old Trafford. So, so do you think he's lost the changing room? He's lost the plot, yeah. like, like yeah. you guys I, said, said earlier. I, and, and it's common, you know. Everywhere he went towards the end of his reign, he, he's lost the dressing room. And I don't understand why he was offered a contract extension. You mentioned you know you wanted to see how Liverpool this this current Liverpool team react to being behind. Mm. That Man United team went behind and still played as though they were four 0 up, which is and they weren't really good at it. I haven't recalled a poorer performance from a Man United team, even you know when they played so-called boring football and, and the, 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 the like problem that. is it's not a new thing. 
this happened at the end of last season as well, so it's becoming a trend and, it, and it's worrying for United. Well, Graham Suna said they haven't played this badly since the 80s. They haven't played as badly as any of Graham Suna's team. So <laughs> it's, yeah, so. On to slightly happier things, best players. Who are uh, the best players this weekend? So I have to say, Sergio Aguero, and you know, he was in the mood. Lah. This Aguero is unplayable. I just sometimes I wonder, he's so short, he's so stocky, how does he thrive in the Premier League? He will go down as one of the Premier League's greatest. Uh, well, Man, Man City did decimate Huddersfield. I think they're still picking parts of Huddersfield off the pitch. But then again, you'd expect that sort of scoreline against that kind of team, right? Huddersfield last year showed they had some steel at home sometimes, but they also folded at times. Similar to Brighton, you know, sometimes they can pull off a, a short result at home, sometimes at other times they don't. For the next five games, add to that, Huddersfield will be six. They'll be playing uh, recently promoted teams, you know, right. all six of them from last season and this season. Yeah. So they could go on a seven-match winning streak and leave everybody in their wake. And, and um, talking about best player, I think, uh, Cardiff goalkeeper Neil Etheridge deserves a shout out. Mm. Uh, he's from the Philippines, first ASEAN player to, to play in the Premier League. Kept a clean sheet against Newcastle, stopped uh, injury time penalty. That's his second penalty saved in back-to-back in -back games. I don't think I'm being bitter here, but you know, it wasn't that fantastic a save. It was more of a poor penalty by, by Kennedy, the, the Newcastle player. But you know, we'll forgive him. Like, he's been one of our better players. Harry Kane has broken his August duck. Hooray for Harry Kane. You know, since we're talking about Spurs, I think the one player that deserves some praise is Lucas Moura. He's looked very exciting. Uh, he scored a wonderful goal. And he's really, you know, helping um, Spurs forget they don't have Son who's at the Asian Games. And seeing as you brought Spurs up, let's get on to the upcoming matches. What's looking good? In fact, Spurs seem to be the only really exciting match look coming up as they're going to be playing Man United Tuesday morning, 3am. Not looking forward to it as a United fan. Not right now, no. Yeah, no. What, what, are you, what are your predictions? What do you think is going to happen? If United continue to play like this, I think Spurs are going to win. Simple as that. It's these sort of games where Man U, especially when, when they're on a bad run or, or they, they come off a poor result and then they face a sort of strong team. It's precisely this sort of game that they grind out a 1-0 win. I, I just think that sometimes they pose these kind of weird results, especially mm. against big teams. Um, well, let's not forget, Sars is slightly clairvoyant with this. Slightly. 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 Yeah, not good with numbers, but <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to the Asian Games. The football at the Asian Games, there have been a few upsets. I don't know if you could say this is continuing the trend from the World Cup of the minor teams upsetting the big teams, but we've had Malaysia beat South Korea and Vietnam beat Japan. So, I mean, especially with the South Korea match because they've they've got more hinging on their success, which is the uh, not having to do NS. But do you think, I mean, is this now the time for smaller teams to come up, especially in our region? Just to add on, uh, Myanmar also beat uh, Iran. Iran. At the Asian Games level or, or multi-sport multi games like this, um, it's usually age group football. So you do tend to see the, the less sort of, um, you know, dominant nation sometimes post good results. Uh, having said that, I think, you know, it's, it's uh, obviously positive for football in the region to have, you know, teams like Malaysia and Thailand and, and Vietnam and Myanmar get to mix it with some of the, you know, traditionally uh, top teams uh, in Asia. And, and I, I actually tweeted this when the draw came out and I saw all the groups and that, you know, a lot of Southeast Asian countries had a lot of big guns in their groups and Malaysia get to test themselves against South Korea and so on and so forth. You know, but we weren't allowed to uh, cross the Straits of Malacca. You know, I mean, it was... It's as simple as that, you know, it, it, we are so near yet so far. I think it's a big disappointment when you see our neighbouring countries do well. Not 
because we are jealous, but we are not even at the party. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it deserves a relook. The the criteria for the football team to go to the Asian Games because we're we're missing out on the experience. And who knows? You know, we we could have been the one delivering. Oh yeah, I mean, good a time as any to be there. As much as the SNOC likes to say the Asian Games is not an avenue to gain experience, it's where you should compete. For football, it's slightly different lah because, like, like we mentioned, it's an age group tournament. The FAS also has to play ball and plan in advance friendlies uh, against reputable opponents so that they can justify their selection for major games like this. Well, in lieu of a Singapore side being there, guys, what do you think are the matches that we should be watching? I think in the round of 16, uh, we'll see if Malaysia can pull off another upset. They'll be up against Japan. And uh, South Korea, the defending champions, will, will play mighty Iran. So NS exemption depends on, on that, you know. It's always nice to support another country from a region. Or, I mean, fellow ASEAN a, country. A fellow ASEAN country. And there is some pride, you know, like when we saw Neil Etheridge. You know, we covered Suzuki Cups when, when he was playing for Philippines. Yeah, you know, he was man of the match against Singapore, ironically. But there's, there's always pride when, when Southeast Asian teams do well and Southeast Asian players do well. So, you know, I think they are ones to look out for. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. Plenty of sporting action both near and far there. And if you want to read what they have to say about it, you can read their stuff at straightstimes.com. And if you want to listen to the podcast version of this, it's available at iTunes and Google Podcast. Until next time, goodbye.